0: Hello, hello, hello. It is me, it is me, your true Hilphenom SP3. And this quite possibly may be the greatest pay-per-view review roundtable ever. It's the greatest show. <laughs> I am back with my usual pay-per-view roundtable partner, the connoisseur of all reporting, Mr. Romeo Anthony Cologne.
1: I am worn out. I am tired. He that had a so little great last
0: night, he got tired. It's, so, it's understandable, man. It is understandable. <laughs> then we have a gentleman who's having celebratory shots because he witnessed the greatest wrestling match ever. This man. is Drunk Guy JJ.
2: I'm going to remember the day my daughter was born. I'm going to remember my first WrestleMania. And I am absolutely going to remember Randy Orton versus Ed from Backlash
0: last night. Man. Jesus. This guy, Jesus Christ, we were doing this for two trolls. All right, we and finally we have our special guest, (laughs) our special guest for the pay-per-view roundtable. He was a special guest on True Hill Heat 77, our most viewed podcast of 2020. So we had to bring the True Draw back. This is Hill Marrero. Josh is back with us. What's going on?
3: Hey, I'm doing all right. How's it going, guys? Do you, do you like to
2: go? Would you like to go by Jomo? Like, no, or what? what the fuck is that? No, oh, like, would you like to go by that? I don't know.
3: Don't, <laughs> don't. Hey, hey, oh. uh, do me a favor, never seen it again, please. <laughs>
0: Quick reminder to you, the viewers watching us right now, drop us a like, give us the thumbs up, make sure that you make sure we know that you enjoyed these pay-per-view roundtables because we love coming together, talking about these big shows with you. So we need your support by dropping the like, giving us a comment down below, letting us know what you thought about WWE Backlash and quite possibly the greatest wrestling match ever, as well as push the iCard down at the bottom to subscribe and the bell to stay notified for more true hill heat i will right, we'll kick it over to you to start quarterbacking us through wwe backlash
1: 2020 on the pre-show for the united states championship apollo beats andrade uh the end of the match kevin owens is on commentary he does a stunner to angel garza who's trying to interfere oh, Cruz wins with a spin-out power bomb in 7:23. uh i did not catch most of this match And Apollo being on the pre-show tells me how serious they're going to take his United States title, Ryan. What do you think? Uh, It definitely says a lot about
0: his push. And most of all, I felt bad for Kevin Owens being on the pre-show because that's no place for a former Universal champion like Kevin Owens. But I liked the match. The match was good. Andrade and, and Apollo have good chemistry. I gave it three stars.
2: Well, shit. I didn't even know they had a match. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> this is on a pre-show yeah oh man huh. well there goes that <laughs>
0: it, it wasn't until the universal title match that I realized oh yeah there's actually like two more matches I'm thinking the tag title match and the US title match and then I looked online I was like oh it happened on the pre-show
2: <laughs> <laughs> well shout out, shout out to uh, Pablo for retaining I guess
3: any thoughts Josh um no because I didn't see it <laughs> This tells you 100% our thoughts on WWE <laughs>
1: kickoff shows. The main card starts with the women's tag titles on the line. Sasha and Bailey defeat Alexa and Nikki and the Iconics. Uh, Alexa tried a twisted bliss. She got rolled up and pinned by Sasha in 8 minutes, 50 seconds. Man, I knew, I knew
2: from the beginning of this show... How great this was gonna be yeah sasha banks finally retaining a title it was, <laughs> it was the greatest oh man i was like watch this is gonna be a great show Edger Ordner, <laughs> it's like just dreams come true man Dream, don't that the guys don't ever tell don't let anybody ever tell you dreams don't come true tell me. don't
3: that sounds oh. kind of
2: Jesus. See, you got you got people like him just just downplaying. That's just crazy. <laughs> this is this is this, 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 this tough times,
0: man. But are you are you gonna give a star rating for this? An objective star rating for this, or are <laughs> you just gonna, <laughs> not oh, gonna... Man, They
2: Man, you were all over the place. It was, it was it was it was it was it was horrible. But if I had to give it a rating, I would give it. Sasha retain. I'll give it an extra star. I'm mean, not too biased. We take two, two, two out of two out of five.
0: Two stars. Got it. All right. (laughs) I'm going to give this one uh, two and a half stars. Uh, Like he said, a lot of the spots were a little bit off the very contrived finish with Sasha stealing the pin. It seems like every WWE triple threat match has this, whether it's tag teams or singles but uh, I did like the fact that they did switch it up, where usually in a triple threat tag match, two competitors are in the ring. In this one, three competitors were in the ring, and it made it a little bit more entertaining.
3: Um, I'll give it a two. I mean, it was okay for what it was. I didn't expect much. I already knew Bayley and Shasha, Shasha was going to retain, so. Right, that's right. Didn't mean much. How about you, Robio? Meh. Yeah. Nah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, man, he, pulled up he, the gave, man. It. he <laughs> gave it to Chris G Marcus
1: Castry. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Hardy versus Sheamus. Once I saw on Friday Smackdown Jeff Hardy throw the piss in Sheamus's face, I knew there was no chance of Jeff Hardy winning this. Sheamus, <laughs> Sheamus wins with the bro kick in 16 He did say that, did say did that, that. What, 16 minutes. What the fuck?
3: Yeah, he when was he said, watching yesterday, he did say that. So,
2: <laughs> well, the match definitely did drag. Uh, had a couple cool spots. It's kind of weird how they set up leading into the match with Sheamus. Of course Sheamus gonna win. He got he got pissed on at him. I'm going in there to want to beat the shit out of Jeff my goddamn self. Going pee on me like it's R. Kelly segment. What the <laughs> fuck is going on, man? But um, I uh, it was okay. It wasn't horrible. I had no hope. Well, I don't think honestly to be honest, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be biased here. I had no hopes going into the pay per view and uh this match was what it was. I give it, a, uh, I give it a two and
0: a quarter. Let's just look at the story. Just take a step back and look at this whole story. Yeah. So, you had the baby face who had this uh, triumphant return to to SmackDown uh, overcoming his real-life problems. And then his real-life problems followed him to SmackDown when the heel uh, framed him for, for a DUI and running someone over with a car and had him in jail... Mind you, go ahead. Sorry to cut you off, Sid, but mind you,
2: mind you, this goes to show the times we are in now. Sheamus has not even been investigating
0: for doing any of that, by the way. (laughs) He said it in a passing line that the the the, the, the police acquitted him, but (laughs) but yes, then the then the heel made the babyface, whose real life problems were are, are a part of his story, take a piss test in the middle of the ring before he would uh have a match with him. And then the babyface threw urine in the heel's face. And then in the end, the heel got his revenge. I gave this two and three quarter stars. It was better than it started off as. It was very awkward and off to start off. But it got better as it went around. But it was still very sloppy. So just under three stars.
3: I would say about two and a half. Um, It was a decent match, to be honest. Um, But, you know...
0: Whatever. It's, it's hard to get into this story. Like...
3: <laughs> <Right>. Like... like <laughs> it was like, well, like, like... Like... Like, if they continue it, I mean... That's why I saw Sheamus winning, but... Yeah, they,
2: yeah, I mean, they, they definitely have a match action continue. moves or something. Yeah. I was I
0: was talking, I, on a poll match. <laughs> I was talking to one of our good friends, a uh, part of our, our post-production team, Steve Stash, during this match. And I was like, this... This storyline would be the runaway winner for most disgusting promotional tactic of, of 2020 if WWE didn't fire 40-something people and then use it as a storyline on national TV. So they have two of the top candidates for most disgusting promotional tactic of 2020 and they and these two are in the lead by far like you That's can like say first half of the year <laughs> one of y'all can say one is higher than the other but it's one and two like regardless
1: it's one and two <laughs> you
3: kind know, of
1: sad and for the record i like both storylines <laughs> of course you would <laughs> Asuka versus Nia, Nia Jax this ends in a double count out at 856. I have zero interest in this feud continuing. Jesus Christ,
0: WWE. <laughs> what the fuck was this finish? This uh, like like of all the finishes that this could have happened. I think this is even worse than Nia beating Asuka. Nia beating Asuka would have at least put some progression in this story whether they were gonna move on with Naya as champion or or Oscar is now the challenger against the champion Naya at least that would have switched up the story not uh none but to have them run on a treadmill for eight and a half minutes and then have that finish that this was probably the the second biggest disappoint, disappointment of the night I think we all know what was the biggest disappointment of the night or not even disappointment but worst thing that they put on this show and we'll get to that in a bit but this was one of the worst things on the show and i gave this uh, a star and a half
2: you were generous i gave it a star <laughs> I was bad. and then the ending didn't help at all and i'm just thinking oh man they're about to drag this out they want to see more of this bullshit oscar can't save naya sorry
3: <laughs> yeah i gave it one star <laughs> and then he's like, that's all I got <laughs> <That's so cool. laughs> Yo, that finish I
1: gave mean, me Yokozuna like It wasn't
3: did <laughs> oh, no,
1: Not that close <laughs> Let's
3: just get to much.
1: Asuka, Charlotte let's, let's get the ball rolling on that, please
0: <laughs> I mean, it seems like They're going to the triple threat first I think they're oh. going to save uh, Asuka <laughs> and Charlotte for, for SummerSlam And then they're going to do the triple threat at Extreme Rules
1: The Universal Championship Was on the line Braun Strowman versus Miz and Morrison. Hey, hey, ho, ho. That With the music video. Awesome music video. Wow. Wow. That's part of the match. (laughs) That's part of the match.
3: I walked away, by the way, from the music video. (laughs) (laughs) The
1: classic, man. Miz pulls Morrison off of a pin. On the kickoff show, it was announced that there would not be co-champions if they won. So that's why that happened. And Braun wins with the power slam in seven. 22.
0: I mean, I gotta hand it to Miz and Morrison. I've never seen some a team or two individuals in WWE been given such crap, and it it what? it's it's still crap. Like like it's crap when they gave it to them on the script. It's crap when I'm watching it on television. But the way they just get their whole characters into it and just deep dive and just embrace that this is crap I enjoy it they make it entertaining they force it to be entertaining by how entertaining they are as individuals even in this crap of a storyline where they're they're playing they're both playing Ashton Kusher to Braun Strowman's Justin Timberlake so it, it's just it's a horrible storyline I'm glad it's over this was just Braun needed to do something before he goes back to the fiend. I gave this match one star. Yeah, same man.
2: By the way, man, I hope Braun Strowman has some good ass car insurance. Jesus. <laughs> this is just oh man, you hate to see it, but and then him whining, my car! My car. Like imagine being that guy, supposed to be that big dominant figure and whining about your car, man. But anyway, uh, as, a, as a one star, I really was I expected nothing going into this match. Thank God they did not <laughs> over deliver. <laughs> having, having what Sid said, having something for burn to do, leading going back into probably facing the Fiend, or maybe even doing something else in Extreme Rules, and they saving him and Fiend to um, SummerSlam. So
3: I can see that. I gave it one star. Um, yeah. That's about it for me. <laughs> um, the part the, the the spot that was weird for me was um when he pulled Morrison off. Like it just looked it looked weird. Just because like what you just explained about oh they weren't gonna be co champions. Mm-hmm. But like even off of that, they didn't build nothing after that. So it was just awkward for me. That's what
2: like, I'm saying, like literally, like they didn't even build this match. They were just pulling pranks on Braun. And if you guys were going to add that stipulation, wouldn't you want to, like, build to, like, oh, maybe Miz and Morrison might on each other so they can become the new champion? I mean, that could have, you know, have. they didn't even do that. It's just,
3: oh, fuck it. <laughs> because, like, because, like, even during the match, like, that, it only happened once. Like, when he yeah. just, like, took him off and, like, there was, like, that little confrontation. It only happened once. And then he just wins, like, what? Like, a minute after that? It was just... Yeah, it was... Yeah, <laughs>
0: It, it, it pretty much felt like, like, because the whole story going into this was Miz Morrison kept saying, oh, we're going to be co-universal champions. Exactly. And it just felt like the, the morning, yesterday morning, Vince was like, you know, you know what? The finish has to be um, uh, one of them pulling the pulling the other off of the off of Braun before Braun takes advantage of that. So you know what? We're gonna have an interview and we're gonna explain only one person is gonna be Universal Champion. It literally was like that interview was just to set up the finish. That's it, because there was no other teases of it. besides like,
3: that. Yeah. like it, it felt it felt last minute. Like it felt like they just changed the last minute. That's, That's what was what I was for me.
0: And this is like I don't know about you guys. This is one question I gotta ask you guys. Where the, is Ron Strowman already the worst Universal Champion ever? Cause I mean Finn Balor's up there. I'm sorry. Over. I like I like Over. Finn Balor. I like Finn Balor as a as a performer as a wrestler. But when you hold the title, you never defend it. You hold it for less than 24 hours. You kind of have that mantle as the worst Universal Champion ever because it doesn't seem like. Anytime soon, he's going to win back that title. So he does have the mantle of the, war, the first and the worst universal <laughs> champion. And Kevin Owens' ratings went down tremendously. He was never booked that strong. His title reign was about Chris Jericho more than him. Of course, we've all talked about the problems Yo, with...
2: it's so funny you say that, Sid. His, <laughs> his title reign was about him and Jericho only for them to build to that to then make it for the, universe, the United States title. Wow. <laughs>
0: Even, 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 even worse. Than that, that when you think about that point, that's even worse. Then you had Brock Lesnar, who, who you know, everybody was polarizing about. Oh, Brock's always away. way. I hate, it, I hate it. Let's be honest here. When you look at the spectrum of Universal Champions, <laughs> Brock Lesnar is the greatest of all time. time. He's the yeah. he's a two-time yeah. champion. He's yeah. had he's had great matches. We had we've had Seth Rollins, who made the fans turn on him as Universal Champion. Roman Special. was champion. Roman was champion for a month and a half, and then he had his, leuke- his bout with leukemia. And Goldberg, we all know the fans hated that. So, that's all the universal champions. Braun Strowman, where do you rank him? Um,
2: as of now, I mean, I would say i give him time because he's still champion. But as of now, I would give him three. It would be Finn, Goldberg, and then him.
1: <laughs> I have only uh, Finn, of course
3: yeah. I mean, for me, uh, I think it's still Goldberg just because when he literally had the belt, he just only defended it at what? WrestleMania no, and lost.
2: He, he never retained
3: it, it. He never retained it. Both times. He lost, he lost <laughs> it both times at WrestleMania. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can't get worse than that. But I can see like where like with Stroman just because, you know, right now he's just in the state like, oh, let's see what works. Because technically he wasn't even supposed to be the oh, champion.
2: He, yeah. he was supposed to be champion right now. So but at, at the same time when you're given that chance, that spot, you try to make best of it. Like it doesn't even like he doesn't even feel like a champion to me. No, I mean he feel like Braun has the belt, like honestly.
3: Yeah, yeah like like I mean, mm-hmm. like like you make the best, you know, you make the best of the situation, but then also like right now, because it's such a unique situation with the whole pandemic going on, I mean it's pretty hard for people to get behind champions. Has
2: done,
3: <laughs> done an amazing job being champion. At least at this time, he's been he's been great. It's just sad that he's champion where the reigns are not are not great.
1: But it's it's definitely not his fault. No, it's not. Not at all. For the WWE Championship, Lashley versus Drew McIntyre. This match ends with Lana. Getting in there, distracting. She gets bumped by Lashley into MVP on the outside. Claymore. Drew wins in 13 minutes, 16 seconds.
0: Another really good matchup for the title reign of Drew McIntyre. (laughs) McIntyre has just been continuously delivering as WWE Champion. He had a match of the year candidate at Money in the Bank, and this one was really good. It was only hurt by the the finish, finish. the finish, right. the finish to the match, having the typical distraction finish and the finish with Lana. Even though they did. And even with that finish, they did set it up perfectly. A lot better than they set up the finish to the Universal Championship matchup. Like the whole story about Lashley getting the title has been about MVP taking on the role of his manager and pushing Lana Lana to the side. So you had to bring that in. And the finish also protected Lashley. So it means that we, we possibly haven't seen the end of Lashley's push. So I enjoyed this matchup and I gave it three and three quarter stars.
2: Again, another match I had no expectations going into But it it goes to show how great Drew McIntyre has been doing As champion, literally since he's won the belt He's showing more charisma He's out there putting on good matches on Raw And now the last two pay-per-views He got a really, really good match out of Bobby Lashley At this time, and Bobby hasn't had a good match (laughs) Probably since his first run So, you know I'm I'm, I'm liking Drew McIntyre As champ, hopefully it continues For a while, so I wanted him to see how he, the fans react whenever we decide, whenever they decide or whenever we're able to get back to going to venue, live venues. And, um, yeah, the match definitely delivered. Definitely delivered more than I
3: expected it to be. So, yeah, same same with said, three, three and a three quarters. I give it three and a half. Um, what, what I liked about the match is that they made, just, like, probably the strongest they've made last year look in WWE, closest to, like, what he had in his impact run, I would say. But the finish for me was shit, so that's kind of what docked it for me. Overall, it was a better match than I expected. Absolutely.
0: Definitely, it reminded me of their their matchup in uh, Impact from Impact Slammiversary. I believe it was uh, 2016. They had they yeah. had a great they had a great match then. Uh, this was this was reminiscent of it with a couple of spots like the Kimura, the ankle lock, the little MMA transitions yeah, they yeah, had. Uh-huh.
3: Yeah, those little things kinda like you were like oh well, I would say like a little surprising, but I, I mean I hmm. liked how they kind of use that like for back on uh, last year's background. So I mean but like I said, you know, I liked how they made him look strong in this match, like the strongest they've made him look in a while. So I mean hopefully they both they built from here.
0: And this was this was just two big guys just beating the crap out of each other. I really liked the the whole beginning with them fighting on the outside. I felt like that's when the match, like, went a, a, up a, a little bit of level because they were just beating the crap out of each other on the outside.
2: Last was, broke freaking Drew's neck. He freaking fell. I was like, oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I was, was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I was
1: like, don't get a WWE title match and injure the
0: <laughs> champion. Sheesh. <laughs>
1: Next up on the card, what the fuck was this? Stray Prophets, Viking Raiders. What is this cinematic garbage? I, you got a and ninjas on bikes. <laughs> you got Ivar dream sequences. You got freaking monster coming out of the garbage. What the
2: fuck? Alligator, alligator. You know they're very big in Florida. <laughs> Somebody, please.
1: I can't. <laughs>
2: and mind you, the match never never, never even happened. So they probably wasted a good fucking 20 minutes of our time because it felt like it was going on forever. That shit was horrible. No results. Like, no winner. And, and honestly, are they even, are they both faces? Are one of them faces in the heel? Like, what is the, even the dynamic of this whole feud to begin with? Because they're beating, no, the, they're beating the shit out of each other. Like, you would think they're in a blood feud. Then they're going to be friends. Then they're fighting fucking ninjas, and
3: then it's like, what the fuck is going on? To be honest, I I thought it was a match, and because even I asked, I was no. just like, I was just like, yo, like, is this another cinematic match? Because like you can, even, they even put in the freaking background music. I was like, what the hell's going on? And then to find out, it wasn't even a match when the when the ref came out, hey guys, you're up next. I was like, what? And then. It was so bad that even freaking Wendy, she said, right at her like a Power Rangers, like when the when the putties used to come out." <laughs> Power Rangers. <laughs> it, was, it was. bad. Oh man. <laughs>
2: this
0: was by far, like, like, like I I know I know top guy JJ, top guy JJ, and uh, Romeo they shitted on the backlot brawl from last uh, week's NXT takeover in your house. But, hey, this this whole thing, and I don't even know what to call it, just told the backlot brawl to hold this beer. This was the worst <laughs> cinematic match or cinematic thing that WWE has ever done. It's even worse than House of Horrors. Because House of Horrors, <laughs> Made sense in the in the structure of the characters and what we knew about Orton and Bray Wyatt before the House of horrors. This was all presented to us for weeks as two friendly tag teams doing uh, "anything you can do, we can do better" series of of events and the if you will, and then. We just randomly go backstage and these two friendly tag teams who had been cheering for each other in tag team matches on Monday Night Raw when they went against MVP and Lashley, each of these teams are now fighting and brawling like they're, they hate each other backstage. I I literally facepalmed immediately (laughs) when this thing started because as soon as you go backstage to them fighting you hear the background music and I knew what was coming. I was like no, they're not turning this into a cinematic match. Please tell me they're not turning this into a cinematic match. And then they go into the prop truck and get golf clubs and shields and bowling, and bowling balls, it, it basically, it was just like, oh, you guys, you guys enjoyed our anything you can do, yeah, we can do better challenge, so we're gonna make it a whole <laughs> cinematic matchup with dream sequences of Ivar, and we can see his dreams, so, so, I, you know, I got on Romeo and Chris G., for their review of the Wednesday Night Warriors. If you haven't checked that out, check it out. But I got on them for the huge logic hole that they missed on NXT. But I also wanted to get on them with the fact that they didn't call out that NXT turned into WCW 2000, where Roderick Strong... Can, and we, the fans, can see Dexter Loomis, but Adam Cole and Bobby Fish can't see Dexter Loomis. <laughs> and then, then, to not, then a backlash. They went one up. They was like, oh, you, you won WCW 2000. Oh, we'll show you WCW in 2000. This was the closest to WCW in 2000 than anything WWE has ever done. I,
2: I definitely agree there.
0: At the end of that <laughs> whole tag team nonsense, I was like... Yeah, this is the biggest sign that Bruce Pritchard is in control of this company. Because that's Bruce Pritchard in a nutshell, that whole segment. That's Bruce Pritchard's like, booking. He has his fingerprints all over that crap.
3: Like, like I've always said with WWE, their problem is that is that when they add, like, comedy shit, it feels so forced. Super forced. Like, it, it's... Like you can't force comedy. You just gotta let it happen. And I feel like they forced it too much.
0: Only times WWE's been funny in the past decade is when they let people just be themselves. Wow. The New Day, Team Hell No. Like those are like two of the funniest things or funniest acts that like, they've had. And they that was just them being like, "Hey guys, here, here you go. Do your thing."
3: Or even our truth. Like they just let him be. Like what? Like he's actually funny. But mm-hmm. yeah, but this. Shit, sometimes I feel like they they force they force it too much.
2: There's no reason the Viking Raiders should even be in this position any fucking way. Like, how do you go from being one of the most dominant like type character tag teams and like now you're a fucking joke? You they be made them they legit made them a whole fucking joke like that.
3: I sad. know. What you mean. It's insane. Like, sure. Feel <laughs> bad for those guys, but. I mean, that's what they signed up for, so can't really feel. I don't mean, I don't feel totally bad for them, but.
1: I think I get it. Brilliant, excellent match card placement, putting that acid trip right before the greatest wrestling match ever. (laughs) Genius, Put that trash right out there. Let the fans get over watching that and get pumped up to see Edge and Randy Orton before the match—the greatest match ever. They explained that this match will have enhanced audio and different camera angles for your viewing experience. <laughs> <Charles> <laughs>
2: made Robinson. it much better too, by the way. Say so that again. Made it so
1: much better, by the way. <laughs> Charles Robinson was the ref. He's got the old school shirt, nice little bow tie. The Fink yeah. appears from the dead. Tell him,
2: Romeo. We
1: got and the microphone comes down. Dim the lights. You hear the Fink introduce Randy Orton and Edge. That was awesome.
3: They've done that before, like um, like you, like in uh, like like Yankee Stadium when they did that with Bob Shepard, before he passed away. They they've done something like that. So that's that's what that reminded me of i thought it was a little I, I thought it was a little cool i mean before that i thought it was like over the top but then like once it got around to it it was like oh shit like that's pretty cool
1: the enhanced audio uh piped crowd noise unnecessary insulting my intelligence
3: yeah i yeah that's one of the to be honest that shit bothered me all night about the match like because I, I felt like when it came to all that, I was just like, yo, the match would have been good on its own. You didn't need all that shit. But, but I think why they did that was for to maybe cover ups, maybe some of like, yeah,
2: for editors, but it would match and show clips and shit like that.
3: Yeah, I, I think that's why they did it. Like, I, I know, like, the This Is Awesome chance, like, annoyed me because it was just like, yo, like, even- <laughs> The crowd themselves don't even sound like that.
1: It sounded like thirty thousand people. Yo, the (laughs) crowd.
3: Funny, the crowd was the complete opposite of the enhanced
2: chance. I'm like, wait, you guys
0: are fucking it up, like. Leave
1: this to the laws the of 1995,
0: man. please. <laughs> I was like, I was like, at least they could have had like a teleprompter, so when they like, when they're gonna do a this is awesome chat, they could have put on the screen, chant this is awesome, so the crowd could like help it out, amp it up a little bit. I enjoyed the cheers when they were correctly placed in the matchup. The the most jarring thing about the enhanced audio was definitely, definitely the boos during the match because they were not well timed they were oh. way too they were way they were way too loud and then the number one part where they could have added the booze
3: and it would have been perfect is the finish and they didn't do it and like what Romeo said it was it was very insulting towards intelligence because we know they don't sound like this we don't we know the NXT people don't sound like this at all so it was like I don't know I, I that. That was the only part I was really annoyed with. It wasn't even a match itself.
1: Uh, Speaking of what the fuck are they doing, hokey camera angles, uh, the opening lockup, you see a camera up here looking up at the lockup. (laughs) Like, there's a magical camera inside the (laughs) ring. Uh, A cameraman quickly got in there, got the fuck out. What what is up with these stupid camera angles?
2: You gotta make the greatest wrestling match ever look like a great wrestling match, you know?
0: They you know? they want it they wanted to have like movie production for a wrestling match where it brings the the cinematicness but puts it in the ring for an actual wrestling match and that that's what they quite possibly might be the greatest wrestling match ever. This is the greatest show. When I tell you guys for weeks nobody
2: believed me. Nobody believed me. This match was gonna be amazing. I gave this match I get, I let him finish. Let, so him finish. let him finish. Talk this up <laughs> so
0: much. To step... Are you still talking Sid? I'm sorry, good brother. I said, let go. Let Romeo finish talking about the match before you praise it. Like, God. <laughs> oh, he, so he can't I'm help
1: us. So he can't help us work. All he brought up was the lockup. lock <laughs> 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 like... <laughs> <Dude>, Edgen- <laughs> lockup, seven stars. <laughs> seven stars, exactly. There you go. <laughs> of moves here used, Edge used the kill switch, Orton used the pedigree, the angle slam, kick out of a ton of finishers, Orton Blades. This was better than WrestleMania.
3: Oh, blade? I, mean, blade?
0: I, don't, I mean, I don't know, because uh, people that blade don't usually do it on their eyebrow. I think that was a real headbutt. That was, head that your, was the hard one. Orton bleeds, excuse me. <laughs> they did the nice little edit job where one moment Orton's busted open on the apron, and then by the time he rolls back in the ring, he's perfectly clean. I was like, man, this was the, that was the most jarring edit job of this match. I was just like...
3: I noticed. I was just like, okay, I think this is not fully done.
1: This match ends with Randy Orton doing a uh, low blow and then a punt. Oh, my yep. God. I noticed the leg slap on the punt. I don't know if you did. Damn lake slap. Uh,
2: that was very kick.
1: Of him.
2: Swift kick to the skull, as the great Orton would say. Swift kick to the skull to end a classic.
0: Well, that was a great. It was a great finish because Orton is the one that went to the wrestling match, and then uh, Edge had him in his uh, head and arm choke, and then Orton uh, hit him low with the knee. So he, he had to cheat to win this greatest wrestling match ever. And, it, and he pulled out the punt for the first time in years.
2: Seven long years. The last person that got punted was Big Show at Extreme Rules 2013. Oh, man. Wow, fun fact. Fun fact, <laughs> yeah. That's for that.
3: That's like very Joe Buck of you. See,
2: and, <laughs> and, and, and Randy Orton's hometown of St. Louis, Missouri, by the way, the last time it happened. Man, dropping facts.
3: Okay, we get it, Joe Buck. <laughs> match- I am J Buck, not Joe Buck. J thank you. No, no, Joe Buck. Jay Definitely Joe. Joe Buck.
1: Just get, just get rid of the Oe and keep the J. Thank you. <laughs> this match was 44 minutes, 47 seconds, and of course, Sp3 said, the irony: Randy Orton saying he's the best technical wrestler, and he uses dirty tactics to win. This was not the greatest wrestling match ever, but was it the best match of both of their careers?
3: I would say yes. This,
2: greatest wrestling. If you want to talk about singles. wrestling,
3: yeah. talk about,
2: if you want to talk about wrestling night gimmicks, take out the, the TLC, TLC match. I, I would definitely go
3: with that. By far edges, because you know, Edge is always oh, for me, has always been known to be in stipulation matches. So I felt like that this was like his best singles match. I would say
0: by far for Orton. By far for o- Orton, this is his best one on one matchup of his career. Edge
2: stipulation.
0: Yeah, that wasn't a stipulation. Edge, the only matchup that I could say that is on par with this for him is Taker at WrestleMania 24.
2: Yeah, I was going with Taker at WrestleMania, and then um, him and him and Angle at uh, Judgment Day.
0: The, him and him and Angle had a great series in 2002, or or even uh him and Eddie, him and Eddie. But that was a no DQ match, so DQ I guess you could there. you could you could say that was a a stipulation match. But as far as one on one singles matches. This is the best one Edge has had since Randy uh, since the Undertaker at WrestleMania 24. It's the best match. It's the best one-on-one matchup of Randy Orton's career by far, in my opinion. I don't know. I I don't I can't say that like with Edge, right off the top of my head, I thought of the Undertaker match with Orton. No there's no matchup one-on-one that comes off the top of my head that's as great as that. It's his best matchup. One on one singles match ever. He's had great one on one matches. Don't get me wrong, young guy. I see you. I see you upset. <laughs> he's had he's had great one on one matches with uh, John Cena. Their their first one at, at SummerSlam Aww. in 2007. Benoit at at SummerSlam 2004. But that's erased from from WWE history. So I didn't even think of that one. So thank Take you. That that is that is the uh, that is probably the one that is as great as this one. But like I said, course, for or it, for and time. I would go as far as to say the greatest WWE main roster matchup of 2020. I'm gonna give it. I I'm love hearing it, this. Yeah, I'm <laughs> gonna give it the nod. I'm gonna give it the nod over Drew and Rollins. Drew and yeah. Rollins was just as great. Um, I, I I'll give my rating now. It was four and I gave it four and a half stars. Four and a half stars is the rating that I gave for Drew and Rollins at Money in the Bank. It's also the rating that I gave to uh, Styles and Bryan on SmackDown this week. So we've had three main roster matches that are just been great this year. But I felt like this one was greater than the rest of them because it had so much to live up to. Like Styles and Bryan... They had a great match on SmackDown, and everybody was like, yeah, we expected that. They always have great matches, two of the best wrestlers in the business. Drew and Rollins, that one caught us a little bit by surprise because we didn't expect it to be that great in the Entity Arena platform, and it was for the WWE Championship. But for a match that going in, WWE gave the two performers expectations that they were never going to meet. (laughs) But they somehow, they somehow met our expectations because we didn't believe WWE's expectations. None of us did, and none of you watching this probably did. So, us as fans, the expectations that we had for this match, they exceeded that. I believe, this was a, this was a great match. This was a match of the year candidate, and bravo to Edge and Orton.
1: I gave this match. This is the only match I care to rate. Uh, Four point seven five stars. And the only reason it's not five stars is because of these stupid efforts, not because not for Edge and Orton. These stupid efforts to try and enhance this match with with the audio and the camera angles, yeah. it's awful. But Edge and Orton, they did their job. Great
3: match. I gave it four and a half stars. this? Oh God! Not seven. Crazy. Not seven. Four and a half. Four and a half. <laughs> I mean, both guys killed it, to be honest with you. It was oh a great Good <laughs> <Yeah, this> guy. He's drinking the whole bottle. You deserve it, Miles.
0: You deserve it. You
3: deserve it. There we go. It's done. It's done. You deserve it. He, it. he finished it. I mean, like as a as a overall. I mean, overall it was a great match. Um, I mean that's um like you said. I as a match of the year, I think story wise it was definitely match of the year for for them. <laughs> Look at this guy. <laughs> oh my god, it's great! It's great! <laughs> <laughs> Calm down. I didn't say five stars. Calm down.
2: you said five stars too. Oh my
3: God, what is going on? <laughs> you just said five. I said it wasn't. I <laughs> said it, was, it wasn't. Cut it out. Cut it out. Oh, all right. All right. All <laughs> right. I mean, but overall, I mean, it, it was a great match. Like, um, I didn't like the overall enhancing of the match of the match itself. But then also, like, even promote like the way they were promoting it as like the greatest match ever. Um. I just think I just think if they would have just left that alone, it would have been great on like it would have even been better on its own because people still would have been talking about it instead of like everyone having mixed reactions to it because what, what WWE did is that you promote it as the greatest match ever. So that's what a lot of fans expect and if it was nothing less than that, then of course people are gonna bitch about. It. So that's why I mean with me, I've seen mixed reaction to it, but I thought it was a great match. Like it was their, you know, it was both guys' best match by far together. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely better than, than 36, but even, <coughs> I mean, 36, you didn't have to do much. Within 10 minutes, it was already better than 36, to be honest. So blew that out of the water. Yeah. I, w- I wish we would have got this match at WrestleMania. No, exactly. Um, this match should have been what it was what, what what for WrestleMania. That's like, it should have been that. It, it shouldn't have been a freaking. Well, a last man standing match. Like it, it, it
2: probably would have been that if if Mania turned out how his both turned out. So we never know. So, I yeah. We'll
3: never know. I mean, yeah. I mean, when it comes to that, but it was just like this match. T- they didn't have to do that much for it to be
1: better than 36. By the way, we wish a speedy recovery to Edge, who suffered a torn tricep during this match.
0: What do you guys think about that? I mean, me personally. <laughs> Yeah, I, that was my first reaction was, God damn it. Like, this is only his third match back and he's already uh, hurt. And I was like, Orton, you had one job not injured <laughs> edge and you couldn't even do that. But but what made it worse was finding out that the it wasn't even an injury in the actual match that they first shot. It was in redoing spots that they felt were not perfect. During the first taping, reshooting the the second RKO where Edge cl- goes to the second rope, turns around, goes for a crossbody, but Orton reverses it to a RKO. He catches him. That's where he t- tears his bicep. And then you did see the bruising on his bicep at the at the end at the end of the mat. So. I hope that he has a speedy recovery. Hopefully, he can come back fast to that because I would hate for this to be the official end of Edge's career. But even if it is, he went out with one of his best matches ever.
2: They said a lot of athletes who don't use their muscles for years, which, of course, Edge hasn't wrestled in nine and a half years, are more likely to tear their tricep, which was weird. So I'm like, damn, maybe Edge is kind of frail, but,
3: you know, he's had a lot of
2: arm injuries. But then
3: also, I mean... I mean, Edge has been known to be pretty injury prone. prone exactly. well, like, yeah. when, when I his
2: shoulder, football. his neck, his, yeah. his Achilles, like Edge is like
3: yeah. an, another bionic man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Friday night you was know,
2: like over two hours already, and it's playing up three matches alone. So.
3: <laughs> on top of that, like to do reshoots. I mean, at least I mean that's why for me it wasn't five stars because when I found out the reshoots, it was just like, what kind of fucking matches does reshoots. <laughs> A lot of people they, they like the spots where they did like every other people's moves. I mean, I really didn't like it that much to be honest with you. Just because when you've seen great matches, you don't see people do that. I get why they did it, but for me it was just like eh, it was whatever for me. They Didn't really it, do It felt
0: forced. It felt yeah. very, very, rock, very the
3: shooted. Really the, yeah.
0: rock bottom, well, rock bottom, the rock bottom and the pedigree. All of it well, felt very.
2: Since I was no, no.
0: It just felt forced. It felt forced. The angle slam is the only one that they That's actually had a story about. And, well, they actually, and Orton used that move, so... Yeah, Orton used it, and the fact that they had Kurt Angle do his little thing on Raw where he went for Edge, the, the announcers played it off perfectly. They was like, Orton's using that as a little, like, snide to, to Angle because he picked Edge to win it. I was like, oh, okay, that's perfect. Even the chop battle, I can accept. The chop battle reminiscent of Steamboat versus Flair. That's, that's adding and bringing in an element from another great match and bringing it in here. Everything else... Just felt very shoehorned, it's, and the unprettier was appropriate as well because of you know they both of their connections to Christian, but everything else felt very forced in shooting. and
3: shooting. Yeah, and like not only forced, but some of the, it just didn't look good. Like the rock bottom didn't look that good. Um, the pedigree didn't look that good. It was no.
0: just, uh, and I felt like it was too much with uh, the using the finishers just for them to kick out of them. Like yeah. you were already you were already yeah. gonna have these guys kick out of two of each of their finishers yeah. already. So to not only have their their finishers just basically be ineffective, you made everybody
1: else's in history's finishers be ineffective. <laughs> Trunk in guy, jj I feel bad that you had to sit through all that. This is your <laughs> time to glow, your time to shine. You oh, tell no, these guys no, no, they're no. wrong. You you guys made my day praising this match <laughs>
2: as is. You know, I I honestly for weeks, for weeks talking about how great this match was gonna be, seven stars. I in my mind knew this could be a seven star match. But as we got into the match, there were certain things that didn't work out in my favor, so I bumped it down to a six. <laughs> then hearing you guys talk about 26. a bit more, I was like, hmm damn, maybe a five and a quarter. It makes a little, it makes a little better. But from that ending from that literally, it didn't even feel like forty four minutes. This thanks for actually even letting me know how long it went. But everything worked out. The is the intro to the match, the fact that they were going back and forth—it it made me be proud to be a rated RKO fan. So this is not a biased rating. This is not me being <laughs> biased. I promise you. I promise you. I am going the full five stars on Orton I Edge. In fact, fuck it. I'll give it five and a
3: quarter. <laughs> I'm gonna give it five and <laughs> a quarter right now. He just said you weren't One of gonna give it five a match I've
2: ever seen.
3: You're full of shit.
2: <laughs> amazing.
3: Amazing. This guy. I'm a, how how a die-hard
2: fan of both Randy Orton and Edge. It was, man, it, it brought a tear to my eye when Randy Orton did that punt and pinned it. This, this rating
3: should not count. I call <laughs> it amazing. I, I'm protesting this this, this <laughs> rating. We have enough protesting yeah. going on. <laughs> I think we need to protest for Russell, actually.
2: I mean, I gotta go outside and lose, but you know, I'm gonna say this. <laughs> I'm,
0: I'm giving this match five and a quarter. That's bullshit, but. I, I will go <laughs> as far as to say that if this match was in front of fans, I would have gone. I would have gone 4.75 or five stars for this match if it was in front of actual fans. Yeah.
3: But also it also has to be in front of the right crowd because, you know, there's some crowds who just, they're just, they just suck, to be honest. What was it? I'm,
2: about, I'm trying to remember New York city was supposed to have this match and <laughs> have backlash anyway. I think it was California, I think. I don't know what I'm saying.
0: Well, this, this would not be happening if we weren't in the COVID era at Backlash. Exactly. I was saving this for um, SummerSlam. Yeah so we wouldn't we wouldn't have gotten this in this particular match if it wasn't for the covid era so i'm i'm happy that it it's it's occurred it happened i wish they didn't give the unrealistic expectations to this match beforehand because no it is not 4.25 or i mean 5.25 like like guy gave jj gave it but <laughs> i i believe i believe like i said if it was in front of fans you everyone would have a realistic argument to call this a five-star matchup it had a great story with with orton being one step ahead of edge throughout the entire matchup we had blood to enhance the match and take it to another level uh the the story and the work these guys were running the ropes these guys had different spots from other matches i called out we had the famous uh, johnny b Dad versus brian pillman spot where they did the the the, the cross body into each other and they made it run- it reminded me of that match. The spot
2: that um Orton that um Edge tore his tricep. That was a callback from the Edge Orton and Christian match when he beat him to become world champion.
0: Edge Orton and Christian match. No no no.
2: The Ed, the spot where Edge tore his tricep from the archeo. RKL- oh,
0: is the, the, yes, that from the Christian from? Christian from, from Orton yeah, Christ that's from from uh, SummerSlam uh, 2011.
2: 11 and from SmackDown.
0: Mm-hmm. Spot. Yep. I would say is the best WWE main roster matchup of uh, 2020. But like I said, you have, there's been really great matchups this year. So this definitely lived up to that mantle. Absolutely. But not the greatest match ever. It's not the greatest wrestling match ever. It's not even close to the greatest wrestling match ever. I can name 20 matches from new Japan. I could name five from AEW Cinematic and not cinematic that were all better than this matchup.
1: I pretty disagree, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, great job putting that uh, Daniel Bryan AJ Styles match on Friday, because if that was on this show, it would have taken away from what Edge and Orton did. It, it, honestly, they
0: made they made themselves look like geniuses for that decision. Like like as like ten minutes into the Edge versus Orton match, I was like. Yeah, they made the right decision putting A Styles and Brian on 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 Friday and not this show. This show, this show until until the main event was one of the worst WWE shows in quite some time. And then the main event Absolutely.
3: saved it. It was, it was, it, it, yeah. Like I said earlier, I think um, if it wasn't for this match, the freaking whole card would have been shit. Like Absolutely. if it wasn't for
1: this match. <laughs> Guys, let's wrap up this Backlash. Match of the night, I don't think it's no debate. Across it's the, the greatest board. Greatest
2: wrestling match ever. <laughs> well, this is the greatest show, man. This is the this great greatest, greatest show. show.
0: <gasps> 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 Randy Orton is delivered. This is the greatest <laughs> show. I think we're all hmm. in agreement. Edge versus
1: Orton is definitely match of the night. Unanimous. Know. MVP. I personally am gonna go with Edge for that comeback, and you know, it's easy. for glad me. that he got that he injury. Is rated RKO, that's it. Rated RKO. I'm not gonna give it rent to Randy Orton because of that uh, leg slap
2: at the end. He punted. He, he did a pun again. Okay. He's it's Radio RKO. That's my MVP.
3: No, that was very NXT of him. Very NXT. Him. <laughs>
2: that was the point. He told you. He
0: told.
3: He told no, 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 no. he He'll use it. He, he used it to. No.
0: No, he definitely, he definitely did troll. He definitely did oh, definitely. troll because, because the tweet, because what, what nobody really is gonna is gonna point out, and I'll put it out right here. The tweet came out after the match had already been taped, so he knew he was doing his like slap in the match. So, so that was a perfect troll job.
1: Josh, who's your
3: MVP? Uh, Edge, easily.
0: Um, I will. I really want to go with uh, Edge or Orton. But I feel like this gentleman deserves some uh, praise because, I don't know, I think I gave him for money in the bank as well, but I'll give it to him here again. <laughs> the WWE Champion Drew McIntyre because he delivered once again. And for the COVID era, you know, it's it's sad that he's WWE Champion during the COVID era. So we got to give him as much praise as possible.
1: LVP of Backlash. Josh, what's up with you? Uh,
3: that whole. Uh, Viking Raiders, Street Prophet, all, all, of <laughs> all of them, all of them, that's it, e- e- even Akira Suzawa, him too. <laughs> that, whole, that whole thing was just ridiculous.
1: Drunk guy, well, I was going
2: to say everybody but Raider RKO, <laughs> I was going to end too biased, and then I remembered my Queen Sasha retained her title, so then I had to like think again. So i like, damn, I can't say that either. So if I do LVP. Well, do we do the Viking Raiders? Because they, they didn't
0: have a match. Can we, can they were on the show. They can be least valuable players. That
3: whole Viking Raiders <laughs> street profit segment, both of them. That Get shit them. was longer than some of the matches on the show. Get that the
0: fuck out of here. I'm going to give it to the person who deserves the LVP most of all. Who booked this shit in the words of <laughs> Conrad Thompson? It was Brutes Pritchard bruce richard is the lvp and i feel like for a lot of these wwe main roster shows this will be a common theme
3: going further oh boy that's gonna that's gonna finna be a breeze
1: <laughs> <laughs> my lvp is lana um why didn't she just go with rusev like she's just <laughs> useless on <laughs> wwe television right now it's just, she's hurting lashley it's i hate it I,
3: And she's there for five more years, by the way, just to remind you guys. She's there for five more years.
2: Ouch. (laughs) I'm sure in that five years her and Russo will definitely get divorced. divorce. (laughs) I'm not Negro Domus or anything,
3: you know. It'll be probably probably by the end of this year.
1: (laughs) All right, guys, we're going to put our hands out. And I'm going to count it down on three, two, one, thumbs up or thumbs down. Three, two, one. What is that josh i can't see thumbs down, thumbs down. <laughs> we got thumbs down thumbs down thumbs in the middle thumbs up shocker <laughs> and with this we can give our our scale of, of zero to ten i'm gonna give this pay-per-view a five and that's only for the head tournament match you need to watch it if you haven't already just watch that
3: yeah that's a yeah it's a it's a fun <laughs> That that was literally the only watchful match, out of the, well, it the, the card.
2: It's not a must-watch, but it was definitely a really good match.
3: Yeah, but yeah, but yeah, you gave the damn sh- the whole damn show a thumbs up kind of shit is that. Because
2: it had Randy Orton Edge still a, one one a goddamn match. match. <laughs> exactly.
3: Randy but one RKO
2: but saved the show.
3: The, the whole card. Was good. Many, RKO saved the show. But how many matches does the card have?
2: I don't know, and I don't really even care. <laughs> Randy Orton and Edge are on well, a classic. Because that shit doesn't matter. Sasha <laughs> started the
3: show and one. Randy Orton and Edge closed the show it and gave us what we wanted. It does matter. It does matter. How you give it a how you give the show the whole show a thumbs up? If we saw the greatest hustling match ever. That, that's all I that matters. Well, what, what else? What, what, why are you playing? <laughs> you praised it.
0: I, I gave this. It. I gave the this
3: damn, show. That's the stuff. I praised it, not the damn whole show. That was a big part of the show. From the whole show. The show had like what eight matches, though. Come on. Did it? I don't know. It Come on. Matches. Come on. Okay. So Come I, on.
2: All, all, all I all I said in my head is Sasha won. Rated RKO delivering a classic. I don't. I don't. I I can't. See. And then we had
0: Drew McIntyre and Bobby Lashley. Oh, stop it. I, no, gave-
3: not, not,
0: I You're trying to defend it. Stop it. <laughs> I, gave this, I gave this show six out of ten, much like Romeo, that a lot of that is due to what possibly could have been the greatest wrestling match ever between Randy Orton and Edge. But it also had a very good WWE title match between Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre. The women's tag match was uh, decent, the same as the Jeff Hardy versus Sheamus uh, the only thing that kind of weighs it down and doesn't give it a little bit higher is that raw, tacky title, Cinematic Trash. It ended appropriately in the trash.
1: <laughs> the worst wrestling <laughs> match ever. <laughs>
0: Put your comments down below what you guys thought about WWE Backlash and what possibly could have been the greatest wrestling match ever. Uh, we want to know what your star rating was for it. Romeo gave it point point four point seven five. I gave it four and a half as well as Josh and of course Drunk Guy JJ gave it five and a quarter stars. So we wanted to find out from you how do you rate the greatest wrestling match ever? Push the like button, give us a thumbs up, make sure you we know that you enjoyed these videos enjoyed these pay-per-view roundtables and we will be back with our next pay-per-view roundtable next month for wwe extreme rules logo pop here i guess and (laughs) the icard down at the bottom you can push that to subscribe and the bell to stay notified for all the great content right here on true hill heat So, Josh, thank you very much for joining us again right here on the YouTube channel. And I think you're joining us for another video in the future. You want to tell the fine people about that?
3: Yeah, we're doing True Rewind for uh, Halloween Havoc. The greatest
1: pay-per-view of all time. (laughs) WCW, Halloween Havoc,
0: 1995. Josh will join us on True Rewind. If you haven't caught True Rewind before, it's definitely a fun journey as myself, Drunk Guy, JJ, and Romeo go through the Monday Night War in our DeLorean. So, Josh, we picked him up along the way. He's our (laughs) Doc Brown for the Halloween Havoc episode. (laughs) And yes! (laughs) <laughs> we will be in Halloween costumes, so look forward to that one right here <laughs> It'll on be scary. Once again, <laughs> give us a thumbs up, push the subscribe, push the bell to stay notified for the condenser of all reporting, Romeo Anthony Cologne, for the supreme dream, Drunk Guy JJ, our heel Marrero Josh, he will be back for True Rewind, so. It is me, it is me, your True Hill Phenom, SP3. We are signing off for WWE Backlash 2020 pay view Roundtable. Until next time.
2: This is the greatest show.